0: Hello and welcome to OTP Volunteer Table. I'm Don Kuhlhorn and this is the Volunteer Chat Table um, for Old Town Playhouse located in northern Michigan, Tipo the Met, uh, Traverse City, Michigan if you will, if you need to know. I'm in Portland, Oregon. My co-host today is Eleanor Friedman. My one-year-old granddaughter, who I am babysitting, and I just thought I'd like to tell you that she may add in her own special comments uh, from time to time when it gets boring. So just letting you give you a heads up on that. Today we have Jeanette Mason and Peg Brace, uh, two long-standing members of the Old Town Playhouse, and we're just going to talk community theater, playhouse, and the environment. Yeah, that's a good start. Because the way I'm going to intro it is like right now, uh, we got two Hall of Famers here. Uh, people who have been with the Playhouse for a long time, but they're Hall of Famers nonetheless. Jeanette, when did you get your... What <laughs> do you mean
1: they're Hall of Famers nonetheless?
0: <laughs> when, when did you get, uh, get inducted? Oh, seven or eight, something like that. All right. Well, that was uh, that was when Jeanette was. Of course, Peg Brace, we remember from her recent inducting in 2020. So that's kind of exciting. And uh, I've invited you two here. Welcome. Um, Thank you. I wanted to uh, just find out some history of the Playhouse. Um, you two young uh, spring chickens. Hey. Are, uh Probably don't know much history. You haven't been here other than... Pig, what forty-one years and Jeanette? How well, long? Well, my history
1: probably started in nineteen seventy-one or seventy-two when I played. Um, I I was twenty-one or twenty-two. I don't quite know, but I played the oldest member of the Amen chorus in "Inherit the Wind." I can't remember when you came in, Peg. I came
2: in in nineteen seventy-seven for um, uh, "Fiddler on the Roof."
1: Okay, and I directed that one.
2: Right, but yeah. I, was, I wasn't upstairs. I stayed downstairs and worked in the box office. I was too timid to come and work backstage.
1: She is not timid at all. No. It took
2: me till 79 to be cur- courageous enough to come and work backstage because my sister talked me into it. She was working backstage. so.
1: <laughs> but Peg's contributions have gone far beyond working backstage. Right. And I'm sure you've got all that in your interview with her.
0: You covered so pretty much of things, that stuff.
1: One of the shows that we did work on together was um, the Scottish play. Now, if since we're in the theater, we can't actually say, say name. that name. No,
0: you're not allowed to. The penalty. What do you, what do you have to do if you, if you uh, misspeak and say it in public?
1: I think you run around the theater three times and spit over your shoulder. I I don't remember.
2: But uh, we think that what happened during that play is someone said the the actual name of the play and didn't do what they were supposed to do because we had some problems through through that play. And the only explanation we could have was uh, there were very weird things that were happening. And the only explanation we could have is somebody had actually said that, the name of the play. So we were being punished.
0: <laughs> yes. Well, isn't but that, the most amazing thing Isn't that thing the, was... the folklore of of all theater? You can't say the Scottish play? That's know, that? correct. For those of you listening, the, the Scottish outdoors. play is the Shakespeare Scottish play. Yes. So just so you know.
1: But what was so amazing was we were... what The one night, that was a weeknight. No, it was, it was a, a Thursday. Sunday afternoon. Sunday, okay. We
2: had a Sunday afternoon matinee. And there was a storm, a terrible storm that came through. And we didn't know it. Unbeknownst to us, we didn't know it was happening. But the electricity in the whole building In the up. whole area. We, we didn't know it was the whole area at first. We just thought it was our building. That's true. So um, we thought, okay, well, here's this audience. It was almost a sold-out audience. They're sitting
1: in their seats, and there's no – and we didn't have it at that well, time. Well, we got to start it. Remember, we started it? Yes. And then um, – we halted it for like 15 minutes and well, it came, it came on, back on right. and we started at that same place and then it went out again. And right. then the, the city called us or the but police. We collect, we
2: collect, we connected with the city and they said, no nope, the whole power grid is down. You're not going to be able to finish. So we had to send everybody home. And it no, was- we
1: couldn't, we couldn't send everybody home. Remember, um, Louen Leckler and Pauline got out. Uh, that was
2: the first time.
1: The second, we had
2: It, it went down twice. It went, it went down. Right, that's so, the second time. So we had, we had a couple people with guitars and they actually tried to um, entertain the audience we so we could see whether we could proceed and so they brought their guitars in and we sang songs. And, no, but then eventually we had to send the whole audience home.
1: But they kept, they made it my, my recollection is that we had to stay there until they said we could go, and I—why th- do I think this? I don't know—that um, we had to let them go in groups because no, the stoplights were working. Yeah. That was that was the.
2: Fortunately, um, it was daylight outside, so we could open doors and we could actually have a little light coming in. If it had been <laughs> in the evenings,
1: there would have been it would have been so dark. Um, Peg, you and I have absolutely different recollections. Yeah, it of was
2: this. Uh, it was Sunday because I was the house manager, so I didn't know specifically how we had
0: to get it. Okay, my memory
1: says we were in the dark. Well, but that's, that's okay. That's,
0: that's okay. So. I think it's probably a little bit of both, closer to the middle of the road truth than anything else. Yeah, you yeah. know, perception, well, memories are not necessarily truthful. Well, they stuff.
1: are based on your
0: own experiences. Right. Okay. So one so, of the other things that when was we're really talking cool... about the ghosts that uh, or the, oh, the things that came and started uh, uh, bothering your show, um, we have a ghost light, which is a light that we leave on main stage, and it uh, throughout most theaters have a ghost light, and when no one's in the house, they have this light on stage. A lot of it is just so that you don't fall off the edge of the stage, but there's also the fact that it keeps the ghosts out. And we have a ghost in uh, in the playhouse, don't we?
1: So legend says odd things occur, but um, I've never witnessed it. But at one point, you know, this was this was the church, and uh, it, it was. We, we turned it into a theater. So the lights were all in very unique places and they'd go on and off. Um, and things you couldn't explain. We just attributed to the ghost.
2: Right. We have had people swear that they've heard people playing a piano late at night when they were the last person in the theater and there was nobody else in the theater. And yet there was music someplace. So that has been reported by a couple of people. Oh, many. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I know that we had a uh, player, Eric, I forget Eric's last name, but he a... passed away and um, we'd always blame every, every problem on him when we had uh, lighting and sound problems. Well, he in a was, loving manner, of course. In a loving manner. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's just part yeah. of a theater folklore. That's what we. And what the we other part on of our that. theater
1: folklore is that, um, our caretaker lived up where right now one of our makeup room room is. And so that added to interest and across the the hall from that, from uh, the makeup room currently is the sewing area, but that used to be a dance studio with um, Edie Myers and Betty Coon. And I took unsuccessful tap dance lessons Mm -hmm. there. They they don't let me do tap dancing or box office or spotlights. Peg can do everything.
0: Well, that's that's a good thing. I know that we also had a house next door at one time. Yes, and that was a noisy place, which could have contributed to some evening noise in the playhouse if you happen to not realize people were living next Marty's door to you. Cheap
1: Tricks. Mm-hmm. It was called Marty's Cheap Tricks, and one of uh, one of the guys at the playhouse, um, Mike Dunn wor- not worked in neon uh, lighting, you know? And so he made a, a Marty's Cheap Tricks sign. So, oh, Bailey, be quiet. And so that was lots of fun. It was like, you know, the parish house for the church. Oh, I know this is something that, because um, you worked on Fiddler with me, and that first... While we were doing that, the, um, we were just getting theater seats. And so sometimes, first of all, they, they varnished all the walking aisles. And then when they took the seats out, all we could do was walk where the seats were. And um, it was all being painted, so you, it wasn't a nice, easy, comfortable place like it is now, with you know comfy seats of various sizes so um, that those were all part of our growing up pains.
0: I have pictures of the pew well, I have one picture of the theater when it had pews in it. that was kind of an interesting thing, and then I have some pictures of the uh the old seats that we had, and I have pictures of the new seats too, so you've got pictures of everything Come I got here, pretty so. much pictures of everything. I take pictures all the time. What else do you got what else what other memories do you you Well,
1: did I say that with the Scottish play, one of the things that was really unique this was before any addition was added on, and uh, our customer Diane Hubert got us leather. She got a special deal on leather and everybody, every character made their own boots and they all helped, you know, design their, their rough and tumble costume and their, um, uh, what do you call this? The thing that goes with a sword that protects you. Shields. The shields.
0: (laughs) Oh, the shield, not the sheath.
1: Shields.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and that was, and so tell them about what the makeup room was, was like when we were, when we first started here.
2: Well, the makeup room had a bathroom in the back of it. A little bathroom. A tiny little bathroom and a shower. Um, I don't remember. where Well, and
1: so it was the only place of privacy for us to be. And so that was generally where the girls went to change, but somehow, sometimes, Young, young men would uh, find their way, way in there to go to the bathroom. And, you know, so that was always an a, a interesting spot. The other bathroom down in the, down here <laughs> was a rock and roll commode. It, it, it just, it, it rocked. Um, it, it was hilarious. Um, and there were just two. There was just one male bathroom and one female bathroom. Uh, so
2: you can imagine we probably had two hundred or more people that would come to plays because and I know that we now have two hundred and sixty seats, so we used to have three hundred and sixty so um, so two hundred people and maybe half of them are females, and they 're all standing in line during intermission to try to use that one one little bathroom
1: <laughs> and it rocked yeah. you know, a rocking
0: bathroom, yeah
1: a rock and roll
0: by the way, I have pictures of that too.
1: Oh no! <laughs> yeah, before they were taken
0: out, I took pictures of everything before we cleaned up the be- the lower area.
1: Oh, and <laughs> here's another. This is the other thing. If the original configuration of the building let us go right out of the of the auditorium into the makeup room and the props area, and then you could also climb a set of steps and be in the balcony. But that all was one, there, was no, there were no doors that stopped you from any of those places. So when they covered up that door, I'd been gone for a couple of years. and they, I came back and the renovations had been done. I cannot tell you how many times I tried to run through that wall <laughs> where we used to go um, well, back into the makeup room.
0: Well, I what I remember uh, when I got there first are the sliding ramps. We used to have some ramps oh, yes. oh, from God, the yes. house into the uh, onto the stage, and we'd park them underneath the. They were on rollers, mm-hmm. and we'd park them underneath the stage. And then when the play started, two ushers would go down mm-hmm. either side, lift these mega heavy things up, <laughs> lock them into place. Talk about OSHA and OSHA. Yeah. <laughs> if and
2: we they had were
0: any kind of a fire. The people in the first three rows couldn't get out. It was it would block their their exit. That was really. I'm glad we moved that out of the way. That's why. But
1: while safety-wise, it was might not have been great, it was great um, thematically for as you were directing a play. I mean, for a fiddler. They, they danced up the aisles, you know. It was uh, Pauline did the choreography. It was grapevine, quit, quit, grapevine, quit, quit. And, uh, oh, so many good people were in that first production. We've lost some of them already. Um, yeah, that
2: one... so another interesting thing was um, uh, we got a donation from the State Theater when they were remodeling for their old, <laughs> old light board. And this light board was huge. <laughs> It, it was like a whole uh, eight feet or ten feet tall, and it had all these levers on it that you had to pull in order to change the light. And use your foot too. Oh, and right. And it was it was stuck in this back room that Jeanette was talking about, where there's no there were no doors in between all of the different rooms, and there was this little little <laughs> kitchen hole in the wall into the auditorium, and you had to look through this slanted little. hole peak hole hole in order to know when you were going to because we had no headsets back then No, (laughs) No, no the the lighting person could not talk to the stage manager (laughs) (laughs) and so you had to just stand by this huge um board light board and pull these levers down and you know and look through this little hole it was i don't know how we actually lit a a, a performance
1: i really don't know i I, I
0: remember i I remember running those boards or that board and uh um why did i start that because i i know looking into it oh i remember when you you knew that a scene change was coming the audience knew it because there wasn't it wasn't a very quiet machine it clunked like crazy.
2: The squeak or the yeah. clunk. <laughs>
0: you hear, you hear clunking or squeaking or, yeah. or all of the above, not more. As I, Terry Heffron and I, um, talked about this, it's called a piano board, because those the wooden, uh, <laughs> facing on the board usually comes from piano cartons, you know that you ship a piano in, so they're big flat oh, boards, and. Ah! That's where, that's, that's where I, that's what I read. I don't know that for a fact, but running that board was quite the challenge. And yeah, no communication. So we had to have it all in the book and hope for the best and look to make sure the actors did what they were supposed to do. You know, part
1: of that original church, they had the traditional Protestant church kitchen with gigantic um, ovens and gas burners and we were young in those days (laughs) anyway we would generally stay on closing night we would stay all night and one of our good friends mark williams he was very active great voice um he he would cook us breakfast and (laughs) oh people came out from every it sounds like we were dilettantes or something but we were just young and having a good time and I think that started us on a roll for the friendships that that still blossom today. They don't get to climb out on the roof or sleep on the uh, aisles between up in the balcony, but um,
0: yeah, there's none of that anymore.
1: Nope. But the, and you know what else we got to do with those big stoves was when um, that big kitchen. We would also have big parties right here in the theater, and uh, for The first fiddler, we um, had Jules and Jenny Mm Balfour. They came down and made us um, matzah soup or something like that. That was wonderful. And the second time, um, the Levine family came in and we did a a, a Sabbath dinner. Sabbat? Is that what it's called? Sabbat Mm -hmm. dinner. And, you know, that, again, starts... Including the family, including the kids, which really has done broken up into, I mean, not broken up, uh, wound itself up into the great um, young people's company that Peg is also very active in. Oh, and so I was in, uh, I never sang with my father, happened to be with my boyfriend at the time. Horrible, horrible play. We yelled at each other all the time. But the heat went out. The furnace went out, which is like a recurring theme here in the playhouse. <laughs> the, the, the furnace goes out, So um, they got those big torpedo kind of heaters and put them up in the auditorium. But the smell was so horrible. We We would have to, and it really was only like taking a basic chill off. So then we would go down and turn all the stoves on in the kitchen, close the doors, and get warm at those at those big stoves. We've so. come
2: a long way. We're a very professional organization now, and we're very proud of how you know how we have have adapted and changed. And our building is very very beautiful and professional now. I mean, when when we were back in the '70s. We were working on a, a wing and a prayer, and the volunteers were just all family. I mean, we were just going to make it work, no matter how what we had to do.
1: Well, because so. we had no custodian, we um, initially every the Saturday before we opened, um, everybody would come and we would clean mm-hmm. the theater, you know. And oh, and we didn't talk about there used to be a set of fire fire stairs metal fire stairs out in the, the back,
2: back of the building
1: and uh so you know anything big had to come through there so when they built the addition that's why we have a nice big opening in the in the wood room yeah so we can get bigger pieces in
0: you know we have a we have a beautiful theater now we have a lot of tech new technology we uh, have gone forward i just wonder if we've lost some of the community and community theater with all the new stuff because it's kind of difficult when you had the, the piano board as difficult as it was, it was a piece of machinery. You pull a lever and the light goes on and we only had uh 10 or 15 lights because of the physical size and stuff. And now we have some 80 instruments And we run them off a computer. And so you almost have to have a computer degree. Ah, But you have
1: to have all those people who you are training, the young people that you are training and the joy that they are getting from someone older, as well as learning together, they're going to form a wonderful group of friends and, um, I don't mind not having my bathroom toilet rock mm-hmm. back and forth. That's, <laughs> that's, that's fine with me. Um, and and, and I, the thing is that the the, the, um the community really expects
2: a higher tech thing now. I mean, when I'm one of the house managers and we hear people leave um, just saying, well, my gosh, this is better. You know, I can, I saw this in Grand Rapids and you did a better job because, because we're so, professional but the community really really comes to expect that from us. and they
1: and they support us right because um that year when um the theater closed i think i'm remembering this correctly tracy towner would have to do it but ken and betty parker were very active um in the community but he was a he wrote for the record he was a columnist for the record Eagle. And so he wrote a wonderful letter to the editor. That was when we could do them in the Record Eagle. Anyway, um, and made a suggestion. If you could just over three or four years donate $1,000, $300 a year, then we could get this thing back on and they could get uh, a revised mortgage. The community is definitely... With us, um, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, and and you know, so as I grow up, I see it doesn't. I see how excited the new generation coming up mm-hmm. is that, and they 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 have the same kind of love for each other, and um, so. I guess the answer to that is it's just different it's not just because there's technology it hasn't changed the love of the the, pe- the love of the
2: theater if you're here as a volunteer it's because you are committed to and you love theater and you want us you, you want this theater to survive and you want this Theater to give to the community.
1: That's the love that everybody. Has. That's right. And every, after each show, you have to relive all the mistakes that you make, and that's you know. Cause I remember going up online line one time up on stage, and I like hey, I have no. My brain is blank. I have no idea what I was supposed to say. Um, but luckily uh somebody helped me um you know by handing me a, a question or a line or something. But it's those moments when you're up on stage and you've got to be, I guess you could use the the army or military thing about having each other's backs or sixes or whatever. Because you, you work.
2: It's a team. Right? It's, it's a, a team. team.
1: It's a team. It's a it's a great team. With and the other thing I love about this theater is um it's absolute open-mindedness and acceptance of people, regardless of, um, I'm not talking about nationality or creeds, just our different talents because, well, we theater people are sometimes a bit odd (laughs) or dramatic, you know, that at least we're that, uh,
0: so, uh, so With that, while, uh, while you're taking a breath, I'm going to cut in. And say, okay. so Jeanette Mason and Peg Brace, thanks so much for this. We can come back and we can talk about acting and being on stage. And we will because that's, that's kind of the thrill of the ride. But also backstage when you're, when you're uh, moving furniture, you want to do it fast enough so people don't know that you've done it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that'll be another time. Right now, we're out of time. So, uh, once again, Jeanette Mason and Peg Brace, thanks so much for Uh for what you're doing and for just giving me some of your time today.
2: Thanks, Ben. Bye, Eleanor.
0: Well, that's the end of another show, OTP Volunteer Table, brought to you by Don Cuehlhorn and the Hilltown Playhouse. Thanks to Jeanette Mason and Peg Brace for sharing some of their uh, knowledge and uh, history. And memories with us on this little chat table that we have next week. I think we got some carpenters coming in. I'm Don Kuhlhorn, OTP volunteer table. Have a great evening.